Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is very excited for football season, Brandon Siegel. How are you I, doing? I have never been more excited for football season, and I say that every year because it's true. Every single year, it's a great day. That first day, that first game, when you mm-hmm. see the uh, next Super Bowl 54 champions, Baltimore Ravens, come on <laughs> the field. Yeah, okay. Hey, I have Wishful to. thinking. I have to manifest it. Yeah, you got to manifest. I got to be very grateful. That's what we got to do on this podcast. For my team, that's and true. Cannot be undeniable. Oh, okay. That's right. where we're going. <laughs> Enough Big Brother references for yeah. for one podcast. Um, but <clears throat> Trey, why don't you give us the rundown for today's episode? All right. So today we're going to talk about Enfale Dante. Um, he just committed to Oregon and also reclassified from the class of twenty twenty to two thousand nineteen. Uh, the NCAA has reversed their agent rule, which we talked about last week. Um, we will talk about them now reversing it this week. Uh, the NBA released their schedule. A lot of new changes that we will talk about, and I like a lot of the decisions they made. De'Aaron Fox has made the decision to leave Team, Team USA to focus on the upcoming season with the Sacramento Kings. Then we'll get into small talk trivia, randomly ranked. And our main topic this week, we'll be talking about the NFC conference in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's going to be another great episode, as always. And next week, we will be back at the uh, the old school, the university. Yes. We'll be back in the normal setup. We'll have our live studio audience. Uh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Ben, to Benjamin. Uh, so that'll be fun. And, you know, maybe we're cooking something up when we get back. It might be in a, a different place when we record. We will see we'll what back. happens. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. Um, but like you said, uh, first topic today is Enfale. Did I say that right? Enfale? Yeah. Enfale Dante. Uh, one of the topics, I believe he's number 12 overall in the 2020 class, reclassified to the 2019 class uh, and committed to Oregon. So he will be going there this coming season um, to play, I believe. Uh, I believe that's that's what will be happening. Um, so you probably know a little bit more about him than I do. Uh, you know, all I know is he's a good center <laughs> and uh, a good pickup. He wrote a nice article on the Players' Tribune uh, to his mother, um, which is very, very nice. So what, what do you have to say about this commitment? Yeah, so I, I like this a lot. Um, I read this article that he wrote to his mom when he decided to make his commitment to Oregon. It was a really long article, and it was um, a really great article. I really enjoyed it a lot. I think this was one of the best ways that best commitments that I've ever seen. Usually, people just make like a they get a video edited where they're like in this jersey. It pops up with music in the background, and I think Folly did it really well. Um, writing this letter, he was talking about how he grew up in uh, Mali. And, um, you know, his, his mom had to obviously work very hard to try to give him this life. Um, he was talking about how she would, like, make peanut butter. And he was talking about how he came over in, to the USA and he would just see all these jars of peanut butter when he would walk into a grocery store. And how it was, um, like, this thing that was hard to get in his country. Now it's just everywhere. And so he's talking about that and also talking about how he was thankful for his... Um, his uh, AAU team, Mocan Elite, or Mocan Elite, I think is how you pronounce it, and Sunrise Christian, where he went to high school, and now going to Oregon. Um, so I just thought it was a really great letter, and he's obviously a great player. I've watched some highlights. He's a 6'11", 230-pound center, and now the class of 2019. So that's interesting. And, you know, we were also talking about the thing about reclassifying. We were talking about how 
um, we wondered how, like, how do some of these players reclassify so, I don't know if it's easy or how they do it. Do you have any thoughts on that, Brandon? It seems to be more popular. I, I never saw anyone reclassify, like, five years ago. I feel like Bagley was one of the first ones to do it. Right. To, like, truly reclassify. It's just such an interesting concept to me. I don't fully understand it. Maybe we'll delve, delve into that into an episode coming up. We'll kind of explain it to uh, our listeners, kind of what it is. Because yeah. I, I don't, I haven't done a ton of research on it. I don't know a lot about it. From my understanding, is you, you do graduate high school in some capacity. Yeah. So it's early. They do leave early, and most times a year early. And it is possible to get those credits somehow. But I'm, I'm interested to see how they get those credits to graduate and how it works with going to college. And you know, did college just help them out a little bit? Because normally, I mean, it's the big players. You know, I wonder if, like, an average Joe Schmo can reclassify. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure. Like, can I reclassify? It probably does, not. <laughs> probably not. Probably wouldn't work out very well. <laughs> um, but moving on, um, the NCAA reversed a rule. We like this a lot on this podcast, by the way. The Rich Paul rule saying you needed a bachelor, uh, bachelor's degree um, to be certified in good standing with the NBA, NBPA. Um, this was a terrible rule because it kind of... Specifically, it was targeted toward Rich Paul, um, and as you guys know on this podcast, I love Rich Paul a lot. Um, so I didn't like this rule very much. Uh, it seemed very targeted, and they did end up switching it, which we talked about. You actually said that this is something you would really like to see, and you hope that they act. And they actually did act quickly, so I feel like the NCAA did do a good thing as a whole here. They put the idea out, and the idea was right. It didn't come out right, and they fixed it immediately. Uh, so in my opinion, overall, I, I give them an A plus for effort and like a B minus <laughs> for the product that actually came out. Yeah, I mean, this was it. It, it was going to be all bad from the start, and they should have known that. They should have known that there was going to be a lot of backlash when they even thought of the idea to make up this rule. It was a horrible idea from the start, and it's good to see that they changed it um, as quickly as they did. And hopefully, they won't ever try anything like that again because it was just outrageous to me. It, it is interesting that the second people start really, really talking about it, because people talk yes. about like how the NCA robs their, the students for money and stuff, but it's not like widespread, constantly talked about. And the Rich Paul rule was talked about so much for that short period of time, and they, it's very unusual how quickly they moved to change it. So, I mean, the NCA, we all, we've, we know this, that they're about themselves and they only care about themselves. But this was an interesting one for sure. I'm interested to see how stuff like this happens in the future. And what yeah. they do. Also, the LeBron factor. He tweeted about it. Hey, oh, he was just LeBron, displeased. I want to so. point out, LeBron's the man. If LeBron says something, it's going to come to fruition. He will manifest it. Yeah. He will manifest it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, moving on. The NBA schedule was released um, a couple days ago, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, and this is, there was some interesting stuff. What are your thoughts on the schedule as a whole? Or like Some interesting games that you think... Uh, you know, will be premiering whether it's opening night, Christmas Day, something like that. Yeah, so overall, I definitely like some of the improvements they made. Uh, I think in general, there's a lot of um, of the start times to some of these later games that they've moved up uh, half an hour earlier. So on like TNT, for example, they used to have like the 8 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. start times on like an Eastern time for their Tuesday doubleheaders. And now they've reduced nine... Uh, like they had, they've reduced nine of the ones last season to only having two that are at that time, and the other seven will be at a seven thirty start time and then a ten p.m. start time. So they're moving those up a half an hour, right? So that us people on the East Coast can maybe have a better chance to stay up for those later games. You know, if you're seeing like the Lakers and Clippers, 
those are usually the games that are going to be on later. So you want to try to be able to stay up. And I know me personally, I have a hard time staying up sometimes. And I want to be able to watch the full game if mm -hmm. it's like Lakers and Clippers. So I really like that a lot. Um, another thing I noticed is that they talked about reducing back-to-backs. So essentially... They said that teams will play an average of four back-to-backs this coming season, which is down 36% since the 2014-15 season, where it was about 19 back-to-backs per team. And last season, there was about 13 back-to-backs per team. So I really like that a lot. Do you mm -hmm. have any thoughts on this, Brandon? I, I agree. I mean, reducing the back-to-backs are good, but here, here's the question ultimately. Does this reduce the load management and, hey, LeBron's going to take a game or or uh, Kevin Durant's going to take... Well, he's not playing next year, but Kevin Durant's going to take a game um, when you play away in, uh, we'll say, L.A. for Kevin Durant. You know, something like that. Does this reduce that to you? Because uh, I, I don't know if it question. would. I don't know. I feel like maybe, but there's a lot of load management in the NBA now and a lot of guys who are sitting these games. And for me, you know, if LeBron's coming to Cleveland, I want to see LeBron. I mean, that's, that's the yes. reason. I'm not going to see Colin Sexton. Or uh, Isaac Bonga, whoever's playing. I don't care who's <laughs> playing. I'm not going to see those players. I'm going to see LeBron James. So, in your opinion, does this reduce uh, that type of thing where you know teams go away and there's a ton of guys who want to see LeBron or uh, whoever it is? Does it reduce that? I mean, probably not. I mean, I, I I would hope so, but probably not. I think teams. I think it would probably be the teams or maybe the league itself that's probably going to have to. I don't know how you do it, but you need to restrict doing this. You need to you need to somehow be able to make it so mm -hmm. if you're fully healthy, if the doctors aren't saying like there's nothing wrong with you, the team doctors can attest you shouldn't be taking games off for that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know exactly how you do that. Obviously, that that would be very difficult, but there's got to be some way to try to improve this. I I I think uh, there is a way. It'd be reducing the games in the regular That's season. True. That's to, true. To uh, 68 or 63, whatever but the... Then, uh, but then players maybe get less money, and they don't want that. Uh, I don't know how much general, less money you get. I, I feel like I a, as a whole, you know, if you're sitting anyway, I mean, if you're sitting for load management, you'll you'll be, you know... like Anthony, For example, Kawhi Leonard sat the whole season uh, before he joined the Raptors. He, he wasn't getting money exactly. So I don't, right. know, I don't know how much... For some of the players, I feel like it definitely is about the money. Um, I don't. I don't know how much yeah. the money would be affected by, you know, twelve games, fifteen games, whatever it is. Uh, so I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to see. But that that would yeah. be the best solution, as we both know. Right. Uh, moving forward, we had an interesting development with De'Aaron Fox. Uh, as we know on this podcast, I am a huge De'Aaron Fox fan. Uh, every year I normally pick one college basketball player and just. I'm obsessed with that college basketball player. This year it's Cole Anthony, so I'll be talking about Cole Anthony a lot on the podcast coming up, especially when he is the number one overall pick next year. Yes, I'm calling that right be. now. He could be. Um, so Team USA is doing their stuff. Uh, they're preparing for when they go to the World Cup, the FIBA World Cup. Um, and De'Aaron Fox kind of randomly just left, um, and he said it was to you know pursue the season and focus on that. But he was with Team USA. So I wanted to talk about this, uh, and that's why I put it on the, uh, the schedule for today. What, what do you think about this? Like, he was with Team USA for a little bit, and he was there training, and he ended up just leaving in the end. You know, do you feel like these players, when they commit, like, go there to practice? I'm not saying they get invited to withdraw. That's okay. I'm saying go and practice with them, preparing with the team. Do you think it's okay for them to just kind of call it and quit? Uh, it, it's not the best thing in the world. I think if you're committing to going to training camp, obviously there's so many players that want to play for Team USA. I think you should stick with that. Um, I think now in this article I'm looking at, it says that Fox decision means that there are, there are now only 11, or 13 players 
vying for the 12 available spots on Team USA's roster. So, I mean, this is potentially... I don't think it's the best thing, honestly. I think that if you're committing to go to training camp, that you should stick with the team in general. Um, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I agree. I, I think you probably should have stayed at this point. I think you should know a couple weeks more in advance whether you're going to be playing or not. Yes. Here's something I want to bring up. On Team USA, Derek White is on the team. Who is He's on the Spurs. Wow. Um, I've never heard of Derek White before right now. Have you heard of Derek White before? <laughs> Well, yeah, he, he had some good games in the playoffs last year for the Spurs and just in the regular season. Is he general. one of the best 13 players in the NBA, in your opinion? <laughs> Nowhere near. Is he one no. of the best 100? <laughs> mm, debatable. Um, it's just interesting that, you know, this is what's happening with Team USA. But overall, very odd situation um, with De'Aaron Fox. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see how other people react because this is still kind of new. Um, but overall, it's, it's just interesting to me. I, I wish he stayed with, and he's one of my favorite players to watch, so I, I wish he stayed yeah. um, and was able to play with Team USA. Moving on uh, to finish up small talk, as always, we do small talk trivia. The score is 8-7 to seven at the moment. I'm winning, naturally, like I say every episode. Uh, it makes sense, right? It's only a matter of time only until a matter I take of the time. lead. Um, so I think you went first last time, so I'll go first today. Um, here's my question. It is an NBA historical event trivia question. Not event, I guess, an NBA historical record. Okay. Uh, I decided between two questions. I decided to go with this one. I want to see if you can get this question correct. Who has the most career points in the playoffs? In NBA history. Mm-hmm. The most in career history. playoff points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a player in my mind. It's. I don't think this is that difficult. Wait, the most playoff points in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I I think I know it, but I'm trying to think about other possibilities, because like obviously LeBron is the first person that came to my mind. Michael Jordan's another person that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Those are two pretty good players. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, one of them is better, but they're um, still good. <laughs> that's debatable. It is debatable. Um, I mean, it's, technically, it's deba- anything is debatable. Been, there's been a very I mean, I could huge debate, debate about it. I could debate with you whether <laughs> apples or oranges are better. But, I mean, one of them is better. And in this debate, to me at least, there's a pretty obvious answer. But that's for another um, day. Most playoff points mm-hmm. in NBA history. Yeah, I'm not going to second-guess myself. I think it's LeBron James. All right. That is going to be correct. Uh, he just go. recently beat the record uh, a couple years ago. He's at 6,911. Awesome. Um, as of today. Although, I guess, as of until at least next playoffs. Um, he is number one. All so right. the score is now 8-8. Eight to eight. We are eight tied. Eight. With my question now coming up. And my question will be, it's related to college football. Obviously, our last two Heisman Trophy winners have been from the School of Oklahoma, Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. So I ask you, who is the last college to have back-to-back Heisman winners? Hmm. Um, there's definitely one college that comes to my mind specifically one name i should say uh but i don't know if, if this was the last one and i also don't know if they wanted my, my my i'm not getting i'm not gonna this isn't my final answer but i i, I believe it's eddie george but i didn't know if he i don't know if he won back-to-back years is this in our lifetime it's not in our lifetime yes it is oh it is in our lifetime so it's yep. not eddie george thank you for ruling that one out for me <laughs> yeah um i helped you out a little bit i there. would guess i mean alabama has to be up there clemson didn't have double ups Kind of just going through and figuring out who the uh, winners were. 
But Alabama hasn't had a, a Heisman winner, I feel like. Well, Derrick Henry won Heisman. But Alabama didn't win before that. Um, geez, this is hard. Yeah, if you just go back through the years, it, it might be a little bit easier. But That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah. It has to be earlier in our lifetimes. It's not recently. I don't think. <laughs> Watch me just be completely wrong. You know, I don't think it's Alabama. I don't think it's... Oh, God. Is it... I don't think it's Florida when Tebow won. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. That's why I picked it. All right, throw me a bone here. Is it an SEC school? Actually, actually no, no, no. Let me, let me uh, take one off. Is it, is it a Big Ten school? Okay, I can do that. It's not a Big Ten school. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't think it was Big Ten. That's the reason I asked. I don't want to give myself too much of one. I, I feel like it has to be either... Oregon hasn't had two. I don't think Florida has either. I can only think of Tebow. You know who I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with... I think I know the answer. I think it's Texas. That is incorrect. Oh! It is USC. Oh, with uh, Reggie Bush and Barkley. USC had Matt Leiner. Uh, Leiner. Hold on, Reggie Bush doesn't have his uh, award anymore. It's vacated. But he won it originally. All right, we could. He won it. We'll take that. It's in the history. I guess it is in the history. He won it. I was trying to think. I was like, who was it? I thought for a second it was Vince Young and uh, uh, Ricky Williams. I would have been. That was what I was thinking. But he was. I when mean, did, they were they played when did Young times, win? So. Did Young win? He didn't win. Oh, he didn't win. Because oh, he no. was Ricky Williams won. Because he was like an 05. He when was been when was Ricky Williams a finalist? He was ninety eight. So they were different times. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Good question. We are now tied eight to eight. Uh, going into uh, back to school. So tied eight to eight. Um, it's been a good. It's been a good. Uh, should we reset at ten? You think? Whoever reaches ten first. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll have to discuss we'll, that. Yeah, leave yeah, a comment we'll how you want it. us to form small talk trivia uh, going forward. Um, but on over to Randomly Ranked. Um, we're going to do this a little bit quickly today. We're just going to have a top three. It's going to be top three 2000s Nickelodeon shows. Uh, Trevor and I are both 90s kids, so we grew up on these early 2000s and mid-2000s Nickelodeon shows. Um, so I will go first. My number three, I have iCarly. Just a, just a great show. Overall, very funny. Number two, SpongeBob. I feel like everyone likes SpongeBob. And number one, very easily, was Drake and Josh. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start off with my number three is The Fairly Odd Parents. I was a big fan of this growing up, and I had a tough time deciding between that and iCarly as my third, but I went with The Fairly Odd Parents. Number two, I went with Zoe 101. Um, obviously, a great, a great, another great show, great theme song. Obviously, with PCA, the the campus that probably growing up, we all thought about, man, it would be great to go to school there. Yes, we did. Pretty awesome. We did. What is it, Pacific Coast Academy? Yeah, Pacific Coast Academy. Just uh, And that's at, uh, awesome. oh, what's the school called that it's at? I'm forgetting the name. Oh, I don't know. It's something with a, it's a, something with a P. They're in the, the, the WAC. They're in uh, Gonzaga's conference. I can't think of their name. Like Pacific or something? Yeah, or? No, 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 it's not Pacific. It's called like, ah. Uh, or like. I'm Cal, forgetting the name. Cal Poly, or I don't know. I'm, I'm forgetting the name. Someone comment anyway. the name in the comment section. You guys know the name. The, the, the actual school that they filmed at. But continue. Uh, and my number one, I do agree with you. It's Drake and Josh. This pick. has got to be number one. I mean, 
There's just so many Historic. great things about Drake, Drake and Josh. Uh, the bickering between them two, and then with Megan as well, mm-hmm. playing pranks on them. Uh, you had, um, obviously, like, Crazy Steve. Just so many great characters in Drake and Josh. Um, and then now, even... I love seeing, like, YouTube videos nowadays where you have, like, Josh, and he's with, like, David Dobrik on YouTube, and they bring back, like, Drake to, like, film videos together. It's just so awesome. I love Drake and Josh. And that'll conclude Randomly Ranked for today. I'm trying to find out this, uh... That school? Yeah. It's bothering me now. Yeah, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know they filmed it in actual college. It's, uh... It's something with a P. It's, it's really bugging me, because I, I cannot remember for the life of me uh, what the school is. I know it's something with a P. Conference. It is Pepperdine. Oh, That's the school. oh Pepperdine's not Yes. Yes. Pepperdine's very nice. Yes. Pepperdine. All right, there okay. we go. Official, official wow. is Pepperdine. I uh, but moving on, we have a uh, very good main topic today. We're going to go over the NFC preview of each conference, similar to how we did last week with the AFC. But we're just going to do the NFC this week. Um, so let's go through. We're going to start with the NFC East. Um, and this isn't a good conference, really, at all. Um, but uh, on my thing here, they, I have uh, SI Sports saying that they think the Eagles are going to win the conference. I think the Cowboys are going to win the conference. Let me explain. They wrapped up at the end of the year very, in a very strong manner. If they can keep all their guys together and pay them, which I think is tough to do and might not happen, but if they can do it, if they do it, then I think the Cowboys will win uh, the NFC East. Um, I'm not very impressed with the Giants or the Redskins. I think they will both be terrible, like really bad. Probably two of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, Haskins, I don't have a ton of uh, trust in him quite yet. I don't think they have a ton of great pieces around him. Um, I know they have Darius Geis, but he's unproven. So, I don't know. I, I'm picking the Cowboys. Um, you know, this was tough for me to decide the winner. I think it's definitely between the Cowboys and Eagles. I both have them around like 10 to 11, 12 wins, somewhere around there. I think I would also lean towards the Cowboys. I think with their um, offense still being very good with Dak, Ezekiel Elliott, and hot take. I think Carson Wentz is a little overrated. So oh, very not, hot take. Yeah, it's a little overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna disagree so with that hot take. I, just because, like, I've seen some people think he should be like the MVP favorite, which I'm like the the favorite for the MVP. I, I think, think that's it's a little s- crazy. I don't think a little it's, bit. Uh, let me speak on this for a second. I don't think it's super duper crazy because I feel like people are thinking about him when he was at, before his injury, and when mm-hmm. they had the Super Bowl run uh, two years ago, whatever it was. So I feel like, I think that's what people are thinking of. Because okay. that's really the only play we've gotten from him. We haven't gotten a ton more from him. Um, mm-hmm. He played a little bit, I think he played a little bit last year, correct? Pretty sure he did. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so I, I think that's what people think they're going to get. Gotcha. Because he has more experience in the league, whether it's just backing up and watching so I don't think that's that irrational of a thing, but I do see where you're coming from. I see that there, there right. might be a little. I think you're just saying he's overhyped. Yeah, just compared to like Patrick Mahomes, like yeah. I feel like he's clearly a better quarterback. But right. who knows? I could be wrong. All right, moving forward to the NFC North. Uh, this is probably, in my opinion, the best conference uh, in the NFL. Uh, why don't you start this conference off? Who who do you have best, in this best conversation? division? Best div- division. Excuse me, you. not conference. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I think it probably is the best division in the NFL. Um, I think. Realistically, they have three teams with a shot at making the playoffs in the Bears, Packers, and Vikings. I think this is another close race between the Bears and Packers for me. But I do think the Bears will win it because I think their defense is the best defense in the NFL. Shout out to one of my best friends, Devin. He's a huge Bears fan. Um, And I think they're going to be really good again. I think they could have a chance at making a run at the Super Bowl. 
So I think the Bears will be the best. And then Packers, I think, will also make the playoffs. Vikings will have a shot. They might be just outside. And the Lions will be the worst in the division. Uh, so what do you think about the NFC North? This is a tough division, in my opinion. I love the Bears' defense, but they got weaker this year. Um, they lost some key pieces, especially in their secondary, that I think are a little irreplaceable, and it's going to be tough for them to, I think, recover from that. Of course, they still have great pieces, and they, they have you know a lot of good offensive pieces also. I'm, I'm concerned about this conference because I think they could have three teams come out as long as they don't beat up on each other. Uh, I don't really know who to take here. I think all three of the teams are good. None of them are great, and they all have glaring weaknesses. I think I'm going to take the Bears also, but I think it's going to be close. I, I think they'll get three teams in. I really do. Uh, but uh, I think it, it'll be interesting because there are a lot of good teams in the NFC. Um, I was actually just saying before the podcast, so I thought the NFC was the better conference anyway. Uh, but this is it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be close uh, in this. I, I would take also either the Bears or Packers, but most likely the Bears. Moving on to the NFC South, we have um, a, another okay conference. The top two teams, it's very top-heavy. Uh, the Panthers and Buccaneers will have no shot this year at all. I don't like Cam Newton. I'm not a Cam Newton fan at all. Um, I don't think he should be uh, leading a team in today's NFL. Um, I have the Saints winning this uh, division rather easily. I think they can win up to 12 games this year. The Saints are really, really good. Um, they have a very, very good shot of coming out of the uh, NFC. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Saints should be the favorite to win the NFC. I was telling them before the podcast, if I had a Super Bowl uh, like matchup right now, I would say it would be the Chiefs and Saints. I think they're the best two teams in the NFL. Uh, I think Drew Brees, you know, I think he definitely has another run in him. Obviously, we know that play last year in the game against the Rams, that pass interference call that was a bad call, and Saints probably should have been in the Super Bowl, but... It's, it's a new year now, so they got another shot at it. And I think they'll definitely have another great chance again uh, to make the Super Bowl. I, I think we should not underrate the Falcons here. I, I, I also like the Falcons a lot, and I, I think they're definitely the, the clear number two team uh, in this conference. Uh, you know, Coming off a 7-9 and nine year, having guys come back that are healthy, and I think improving as a team overall. I'm interested to see how they play as long as they're not unhealthy. You know, Devontae Freeman was hurt. Um, Julio had some problems throughout the year. So... I, I'm excited for the Falcons. I think they'll have a pretty good year. I think they can make a push for a wild card. It's going to be tough because, like I said earlier, there is a, there are a lot of good teams in the NFC. Um, but we'll kind of see you know, how that pans out. Moving on to the NFC West. Um, another conference where I think there's, there's two to three pretty good teams. I don't know how big of a believer I am in Garoppolo quite yet um, in the 49ers. So I, I think the 49ers will be okay. I don't think they're at a playoff spot quite yet. What is going to be interesting is the Seahawks and Rams. I, I personally like the Seahawks. Um, I think the Rams are the best team in the NFC. I, I think they will end up coming out of the NFC. I think they could beat the Saints um, and get back to the Super Bowl. Um, and they have a really good team. And I think they improved. I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of the teams that are at the top, I don't think necessarily improved. That they kind of stayed where they are. Um, I think the Rams actually improved. I think they got some more pieces around them that can really help them. And as long as Gurley's healthy, I see the Rams coming out. Yeah, I mean, I think the Rams are the best team in this division as well. I think the Seahawks do have a shot at the playoffs for sure. 49ers and Cardinals, probably it's not happening. Unfortunately, it's a 49ers and Cardinals fans. Don't think it's happening this year. But mm-hmm. in the future for the 49ers, it could, maybe in the next couple of years. I, I have faith in the Niners. I actually do have a little bit of faith. It's, it's a question of if Garoppolo can stay healthy and be uh, how people think he will be. Right. Uh, if that is the case, they'll, they'll do well. But uh, who, who do you have coming out of the uh, NFC? What are your six teams? 
Okay, so uh, I have the Saints as the one seed and also coming out of the NFC. I have the Rams as the two seed, the Bears the three, uh, then the Cowboys as the four, the other division winner. And then as my wild cards, I have the Packers and the Eagles in the NFC. Um, I have the Rams definitely at my number one. I'd say number two is going to be the Saints. Uh, number three, I think, will be the Bears. Uh, or the Cowboys, excuse me. And then number four, the Bears. I think the Cowboys are going to have a good year. I think, I think they're really underrated. Um, with I, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say the two wild cards are going to be uh, the Vikings and Packers. I really think they could okay. come out with three teams. I think it'll be possible. They, they're going to have some other teams that are going to need to lose a little bit. But overall, I can, I can really see them coming out uh, with three teams. Um, but to finish up the episode today, we're going to go to our quick prediction. Uh, my quick prediction for this week is that I will be called for Team USA. Uh, oh. They're running out of players, so I okay. think I will be called to play. Uh, five foot oh. six, Brandon Siegel from Solon, Ohio will will be able to bring it home. That'd be entertaining. See you out in the court, you and Donovan Mitchell. Will I get any court. minutes? What do you think? Will I get minutes? Maybe, yeah. Maybe if yeah, I if they happen. were to invite me, how many minutes do you think? Over well, under five total minutes throughout the actually, whole. Actually, actually, now reconsidering it, you will get minutes if seven other players or eight other players, I should say, <laughs> are get injured. injured. <laughs> then you'll get minutes. Yes. All right, if I'll they're in cast hey, or hey, still wheelchaired on the team. off the court, the team. then you'll get, get the minutes. swag, so I'm still on the team. Uh, what's your quick prediction for this week? Uh, so, you know, I'm trying to get back in the Premier League a little bit. I watched the Arsenal game yesterday, and my prediction is going to be that Arsenal will beat Liverpool on Saturday at Anfield Stadium. Right now, they're the only two undefeated teams and also, the, they're the two first and second place in the Premier League. So I think Arsenal will beat Liverpool on Saturday and take over first place in the Premier League where they need to be. It's a good prediction. It's a good prediction. Well, that's going to wrap up our episode today. Uh, we are really close to 1,000 downloads. We're, we're probably going to get it with this episode. Um, and that is crazy. Yes. We haven't been doing this for that long, and 1,000 downloads is awesome. Thank you guys so much. Just so much for the support. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, me and Trevor, and also Small Baller Podcast, at Small Baller Pod. Uh, we tweet a lot on the account. We like seeing your tweets. Tweet at us. Please, we'll respond. I promise you. I respond to everything. I'm on Twitter a stupid amount every single day, so I will respond. Uh, we're now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn. We're, we're everywhere. There's no excuse not to w- listen. Um, so with that being said, thank you guys so much for the support. Road to 100,000. SBP to 100,000. 100, 100, yes. Let's get 100,000 downloads yeah, for yeah, this let's episode get there. right here. Let's get uh, all the downloads. SBP, hashtag SBP to 1,000 downloads. Yeah. Um, but like I said, that'll be it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.